And tonight I'm joined by Reinhardt. What's up? What's going on, everybody? Not much. Had a long weekend this weekend. Uh, also joining us this evening, Jack. What's up? Uh, finally, we're getting some nice weather up here. Mm, it is nice. Uh, I was tired of third winter. Oh, but we only had second winter. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it finally left the 50s here and just in time for it to get into 85 and storming so now it feels like florida outside well at least yeah it's humid too isn't it oh yeah yeah that's always fun and a comfortable 70 all weekend ish nice it was it was nice it's nice it was nice i'm mad i gotta go back to work but it's nice it's all good it's 40 degrees or whatever that we've been so it was weird it's like three weeks ago we had like three days of 90 degrees and then it just plummeted to 40s maybe 50s yeah yeah thanks harp i know very cool very cool very very cool appreciate it yeah i don't know what the hell's going on with it now but today was really nice hopefully it stays nice it's supposed to stay nice the rest uh, for at least the first half of the week so that's cool but yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that third winter thing. There was like sleet. Uh, there was there was snow in Michigan, and there was snow in um, there's snow in like Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, like that area of the uh, yeah. I've I've got a buddy Midwest. who owns a ranch in Idaho, and he sent me some videos on Telegram the other day, and it just looks like the land of always winter up there. <laughs> Everything's just covered. Well, they got snow up in Idaho. They got snow in Idaho too. All right. Still. Oh, still. It hasn't stopped. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Because my buddy in, in North Dakota keeps, yeah, I guess he said his truck finally thawed out. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. What the hell is this winter all about, man? It's May. <laughs> Guys are like, it's May. I could finally go outside my front door. Right. But not really. Because it's still snowing up there, I guess. In some places, I don't know. It's chopping away with the ice pick. Yeah. The snow will continue until morale improves. <laughs> Man. You're not going to catch me up there, bro. Um, nope. I'm a southern boy. Yeah. Like, even Bigfoot's like, what the hell's going on? Maybe that's why. You know, we'll, we'll get to that a bit. But there, that, there may be one reason. Yeah. Do you think the crazy winter is what happened Why all there's, there's all these shootings and stuff nowadays, too? Hmm. Well, the cold is turning everybody white, apparently. Well, that's what happens when you don't expose yourself to sunlight. Your skin, your melanin isn't um, exposed to whatever the vitamin D is that changes it, changes your skin to tan. So you is look like happens so you look like a Mexican white... in Texas. I'm sorry. Is that what happens to a Mexican in Texas? Yes, apparently so. Wow. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought it was like KKK members uh, go and steal your me- melanin and sell it on the black market or something. Um. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that one. That one post that where that that black chick was like, "You see this? 
They are selling melanin. It's not the, well. It's not one post, but it's the famous ish one. I'm sure there's there's been a lot more than that one. I think. Oh my God, melanin theory has its own. Is this? Wait. Does it have its own Wikipedia? That's what I'm looking at. Oh, Hang wow. on, I'm, I'm trying to see if that's what it actually is. Nice. Well. Oh well, no, it is a set of su- pseudoscientific claims made by some proponents of Afrocentrism, which holds that black people, including ancient Egyptians have superior mental, physical, and paranormal powers because paranormal. of melanin. Hmm. Interesting. Is that why they, they always scared and shit? <laughs> oh, that's funny. See also the bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> I like how those two are. Yeah, and these two things are related. I'm, I'm snipping this one. Wow. Do that. That's a good one. Melanin theory and the bell curve. These two things are related. Man. <laughs> Damn, Wikipedia. You racist. I can't believe that. You guys believe wow. how racist Wikipedia is being right now? I love it. I mean, I'm not mad. It's pretty funny. Oh, so what happened? What happened? What's going on this weekend? What happened? We had a uh, a shooting in Allen, Texas. A single shooter fired off 60 to 70 shots. Uh, killed, what, like nine? Nine people. Eight of them dead, nine of them injured, something like that? Is that what happened? Nine people altogether were injured? Or Total of nine victims transported by emergency personnel, possibly others taken in private vehicles. Okay. Well, this is the police chief, I guess. I don't know. But let's listen to what he has to say. This is a short-ish clip. Let's check this out real quick. This is going to be very short, and I think you understand we can't take any questions. But at 3.36 this afternoon, one of our officers was on an unrelated call at the outlet mall. He heard gunshots, went to the gunshots, engaged the suspect, and neutralized the suspect. He also then called for ambulances. We have a multi-agency response helping us work the scene. They helped us evacuate the mall. We've set up reunification areas. I've talked to the governor. Um, the governor has pledged all the support that the, the state has, so we appreciate that. Hope it goes. All right, I don't think we need to listen anymore to that, but did you catch that right at the beginning? At With th- the un- unrelated call? Well, for, no, first at 3.36. Yep, 3.36. There's the first 33. <laughs> right. Right off the bat. Yep. And then it was, uh, what was the other 33? There was another one. Um, oh, didn't somebody post about it? No? All right, never mind. But yes, we have 33s. We have uh, what appears to be really fake blood on the scene. Um, we have the guy apparently having his left eye shot out, but his right lens of his sunglasses is missing. There's a lot of anomalies, as usual. You know, of course, he's wearing the white supremacist uh, black shoes with white laces. <laughs> Chucks, you know, with white laces. That's, that's totally the white supremacist shoe of choice, right? Oh, As yeah. you do. Yes. I thought it was checkered pants. Oh, man. the bla- I used to have, that's all I used to wear back in the day was the black and gray checkerboard vans. Like Same. All the time. Slip-ons black and gray checkerboards but anyways 
then I realized that's a star of David down there. But that's beside the point. But yeah, no. Um, the white laces, like the, that's with like boots and braces. That's like with like your Doc Martens or your, you know, your stompers, right? Your romper stomper boots. You either red laces or white laces. I don't know exactly which extremist group uh, wears those, but it's not Chucks there, Tariq Nasheed. Yeah, I always thought it was uh, red laces, and then I was told black pants, white shirt, and red suspenders. Wasn't that supposed to be like the skinhead look? Well, the red laces is something you earn. Right, you earn your right, you earn your red laces, but the white ones is that like hang around type stuff? I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not up and up on the. I I don't know either. I just know I got told to change them when I was wearing black vans with red laces. <laughs> I was in like middle school. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with vans and stuff, I don't know that. It, I mean, I guess somebody was just trying to, you know, sit. I don't know what they would be doing, like skater Nazis. Sk- yeah, right. I wish. No, they would still. I don't think there were skater Nazis. I thought the ones that were skater Nazis. I think they still wore. Wait, is this Jack? Is this a picture you just posted? The guy who Chuck's maybe. So you forwarded from Johnny. Okay, yeah. this is supposed to be the guy who got shot in his left eye. Yes. Uh, why is there not a larger cavity? I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, like, all the stuff. Like, the pool of blood that he's laying on, it looks like it's a plastic bag. Yeah. And blood does not... And and that looks like either a plastic bag or the way that it ripples and shines, it looks more like water. Blood does not look like that. Right, but look at how thick it is around the edges. Yeah. It's like fake blood that you get, like, one of those, uh like gel fake blood things that you can get at like a Halloween. Yeah. Like, Halloween like store. fake poop, like fake vomit. And the right lens of his sunglasses is mm-hmm. out, but he's shot in the left part of his face and the left eye on the sunglasses are totally fine. Mm-hmm. Just odd. Yeah. Odd to me. Does that, that seem odd, odd to have like his, his rifles, what a few feet from him with the barrel pointed like directly at his head. Mm. Well, the gun the gun turned on him and shot him. See, this is what happens when you don't respect rifles. High-powered rifles. Right. Mm. When you don't respect your high-powered rifle, it turns around and kills you. Yep. It, it's kind of like Tom putting the shotgun through the wall and it bends back, you know. <laughs> it's probably what he was doing. The Talk shotgun of Auschwitz trails. The shot the shotgun of Auschwitz. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he had no trigger <laughs> discipline. Nope. Man, but I mean, it just kind of looks like I don't know what was was the point. Was he uh, was he was mad about uh, discount Michael Jackson getting choked out on on the J train on the N train? Excuse me, in New York. I I don't know. Is that I mean? Is that what they're rolling with? This white supremacist Mexican is, <sighs> was mad and said, "Kill all whitey," because. Because he was mad that the Michael Jackson impersonator got got choked out. That's what I, that's I what I'm he, hearing. I thought he said something about Trayvon. He's a little late to the party for that one. He, I mean, what happened? Did he did did he go to the museum and see the flight suit, and that just triggered a memory? Mike <laughs> <laughs> could have been an astronaut, right? I don't know. I mean, it's the crying R. Kelly. Oh man. This is 
This is bad. I don't. I don't know. And then, like, right outside, what didn't wasn't it like right outside a a drunk Mexican just creamed like eight migrants. The truck, something oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, good lord. Jeez. And then, of course, you look at this guy's mugshot. He's very clearly a full-on beaner. Oh yeah, this guy is full-on. Yes, full-on. Full, like, full oh on, God. like Goya brand beans. <laughs> hey, Goya beans are pretty good. I'm just saying they're actually, you know. Anyway. But it but says yeah, he's um, white. <laughs> yep. On his mugshot official information, it says ethnicity or race, whatever, white. And 33 years old. 33 years old. And at 336, an officer was responding to a... Uh, what kind of call was it? Another call down the way. It was another call. I forgot what he said it was. What the chief said. But this cop just happened to be going that way. And after this Mexican white supremacist got off 70 shots, the cop smoked him with his sidearm. You know, those are pistol wounds. That Like the guy getting shot like that. And remember, that's a pistol that did that to that guy. Now, what what was he using? Did you say he he was using a pistol? The cop shot him. I'm pretty sure the cop. I mean, the cop. I don't know that the cop like had a fucking a like an AR or an M4 or whatever the hell they they used out down there in in uh, was it Allen, Texas? Uh, it's Dallas Fort Worth area. Dallas Fort Worth. Okay, so in da- well, they might use fully automatic weapons on there. I don't know gang violence but the guy had the guy had that uh tattoo that depending on who you talk to is either a menorah or a gang sign which they use for uh some dallas uh transit authority or something like that but they this uh dallas mexican gang uses it as their they're like the d train gang or something right i haven't okay yeah so that was the tattoo on the guy's hand so the guy was a gang member so it doesn't sound like, you know, if they used a real gangbanger and this guy is actually dead. I mean, again, it's always easier to clean up when there's no real bodies. Right. Well, wait, is it? So he's actually dead. I well, the shooter's dead. Yeah. When you re- Shoot, shooter's dead, they smoked him. The shooter was using a handgun. No, the shooter had uh, an AR. I think they called it an AR-47 or an AK-15 or something. They, they said it wrong originally. Like, right off the bat, they said, why can they never get it right? It's like, really? You guys, at this point in the game, you're still getting the name of the weapon wrong. The one that you hate so much, you hate it so much that you just can't commit the actual name to memory. He had an anti-material saw RPG-11. Right. <laughs> An elephant rifle. Well, every time they say the name of it, it kills someone. That's right. It is Sig Sauerkraut Forty Two. <laughs> Sauerkraut Forty Two. That's right. This dude's all kitted out and shit. Yeah. Like, what? He wasn't well, even all kitted found. out. They, like he had on like he had like chucks and a tactical vest with like nothing in it. Well, well, no. At least the picture that you posted, I, I see plenty of mags in those front. Well, he's couches. got mags. He's got mags. Yeah. He's he's like fully magged up. He's he's got all the ammo. Right. Actually, he's got mags. I don't see any. Mags with with ammo in them. To be to be honest, well, well apparently it, he left them all back back in his home because they found a bunch of rifles and shotguns and handguns. Right. Oh, oh. To be fit. Well, there's one. No, I see the one. Okay, like the one me, on the far upside down. Yeah, they're all upside down except for one. I do see one where you can see ammo. The one right there where the, you can kind of see the uh, 
little cord there, a little piece of paracord there. Oh, yeah. Right in the middle. I guess. All right. So he's fully. But there's nothing else on him other than those six, eight mags on the front. Like all the other tactical pockets and stuff. And why is he wearing like a DEA jacket? Like he's got now, the what, windbreaker. What on. picture are you looking at? The one, the one that uh, that Jack posted in the um, it's in the prep chat. The dead cop. That's not a cop. Oh, that's him. That's him. Yeah. yeah that's oh, that's him. actually him. Jeez, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. That's him. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> I'm that's what I'm saying. Something. I'm turned around. Yeah, no, that's him. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's wearing. Okay, so he's wearing a straight black windbreaker. Mm-hmm. He's got some mags. Sure. And on the front of his tactical vest, he's got like a white something there. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I would but, like to see a top-down picture of that. Right, but when you see his hand, the left hand, or his, which would be his right hand, you can't see it in this picture. But um, he's he's got a tattoo on his on the back of his hand. That's what people were looking at before. And, hey, at least he doesn't have like a Daniel Defense, you know, uh, AR with a fucking two thousand dollar EOTech on it too. Like all the other, you got. I guess you got to be a high school graduate to be to be using one of those. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but anyways, so um, I'm I'm saying that uh, your choices on this one are fake and gay, and you have to choose two. Yeah, it just seems. I don't know. You know, it's super convenient. Pull out the old. It's like the SpongeBob meme. All reliable. You know. Right. Shooting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Trying to interrupt our content. Well, technically that wasn't shit posting. No, but it just happened today, so. Right. Right. 33-year-old killed nine people. What a surprise. I love the meme. The CIA after using a Hispanic to do the latest mass shooting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't believe you're actually a neo-Nazi. <laughs> Everybody's a neo-Nazi except for the actual neo-Nazis. Right. It's ridiculous. This whole situation is ridiculous. Anytime they need, I don't know, what what was going on this weekend that they needed to pull out one of these? Uh, coronation. Grim Reaper showed up at the coronation. Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. We'll probably talk about that on Tuesday. Um, yeah. Tuesday will be a packed show. Yeah, Tuesday will be fun. On the Nationalist Inquirer, you're gonna have to come check it out. Anyways, let's um let's jump let's jump lanes. Ooh, we're changing lanes, but uh for good reason. We we have content. This is actually a um a Paranormal America episode, and That's, we're finally hitting my home state. Yes, we're finally getting Florida. No wait, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you're not actually from Florida. You're from Tennessee. Really, I've been here most of my life. It's my home. <laughs> and yes, and Tennessee is one of the most beautiful states. Um, if you don't count, you know, Memphis. <laughs> but yeah, every state's really got just, one of those. Really, just west, like West Tennessee, north of like Pickwick Lake, is just meh. Yeah. Does that include Chattanooga? No, no Chattanooga's no. east. East, right? Okay. Yeah. East of East of Nashville. Yeah, it's. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so like it's way down at the obviously on the border, and mm-hmm. it's kind of in between Nashville and Knoxville. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. But it's and also it, beautiful around there. It really, yeah, it really, it really is outside of this outside of the city. 
Everything outside of the cities in Tennessee is gorgeous. You know, right? Even down, even down by Memphis, if you get out of the city, it's nice. It's just Memphis is just so bad. Yeah, West Memphis is even worse. But oh that's well, Arkansas. Yeah, well, it's it's basically uh, Arkansas. Yeah, it's. Yeah. For people, if you're going to go anywhere near the Mississippi, go north of Memphis, or just go down into actual Mississippi. <laughs> I remember the first time I drove out from California through to uh, to Tennessee. I called the wife and I was like, hey, I'm in Tennessee. She's like, where are you? I was like, I just passed the pyramid. She's like, all right, well, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, it's it's like 11 and a half hours from where you're at. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, because Tennessee is as long as California is tall, basically. Yep. Could be really three time zones. It, it could be, but it, it's just two. Um, actually, what's funny is uh, a good friend of ours has a farm um, it's not in Tennessee, but speaking of time zones and their farm, the line, the time zone line goes directly through their property. So if you're on one side, if you're in the house, you're in the Eastern time zone. But if you're out doing stuff like we went out and, uh, did some electrical work out in his barn and ran power out to a shed to like a she shed for his wife. And, uh, that whole side of the property is central. So oh, weird. it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's so, so weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, your phone it's just family friends is the same situation. Yeah, your phone just keeps changing back and forth. <laughs> Run your battery down in about an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, they call it they call it fast time and slow time. You get to have New Year's twice if you think about it, <laughs> right? But only if you're right there. But anyways, moving on, carrying on to the topic of conversation, Tennessee has a lot of beautiful areas, um, a lot of woods. Uh, there's, there's, are there caverns in Tennessee? Like there's in Kentucky. I don't, there, there are. Yep. And a lot of them connect like mammoth cave is not, not far from the Tennessee border. It's just Mm -hmm. over the Kentucky border. Right. Uh, So these are, there's a good chance that a lot of these, uh, tunnel networks and cavern networks connect. Oh, definitely. And land between the lakes, which is up on the Northern Tennessee, Kentucky border Mm -hmm. as well as a huge cavernous area. Um, a lot of strange things up there too. You got Great Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got yeah, you've got the Appalachian Mountains, and you've got the Smoky Mountains, and you've yep. got yeah, you've got a lot of mountains. And wherever there's mountains, there's there's all kinds of weird stuff that happens. So uh, Tennessee has been a hot spot, uh, at, uh, not as much as like say Yosemite in California, but Tennessee has been a hot spot for like the missing four one one. There's a, several yeah. famous stories out of Tennessee. Yeah, several famous stories. I mean, missing 411, which can connect with a whole host of paranormal things. I mean, take your pick. Mm-hmm. Dave Politis has his favorite explanations, but even he doesn't know. Yeah, well, that's well, that's one of the things I like about David Politis is he doesn't give you an explanation. He lets you lets you listen to what he has to say and listen to the interviews and um and whatever he puts together for narration and let you put it together yourself. He doesn't want to jade you or color your, um, you know, your own thought process and how you, because he doesn't really, I don't think he knows. <laughs> Honestly, no, I, don't, he, I don't think he, he knows. He doesn't know, but I, I think he'll only share these things in public or, or private, like in person. But he has, he has opinions, he has ideas, but he's always very clear. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that they've ever heard David Pilates 
say he has any ideas about it. I would like to hear that. Uh, there was a guy named uh, Mark Carpenter who's done a lot of work with the uh, studying like the ancient Native Americans, mm-hmm. quote pre-Columbian, you know, right? Um, and like giant civilizations, and mm-hmm. he had some theories that Paulides didn't really like. Um, well, I think that yeah, he'll 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 give you more like what he doesn't like as opposed to give you a theory, you know, his own theory. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there have been a ton of strange disappearances over mm-hmm. the years in Tennessee. Like I said, you can tack on whichever paranormal type explanation you want, and there's something. Right. Uh, cryptids galore. All kind. No, not galore, but quite a few cryptids. Um, you've got Bigfoot sightings. You've got uh, monsters. You've got um, ghost sightings. You've got the Bell Witch. Bell Witch. You've got even even our own version of the Willow the Wisp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the strange, call them fairy lights, whatever, um, that chase people around or that follow them, and they end up you know falling off a cliff. Um, which could have something to do with missing four one one. Who knows? Right. All kinds of all uh, kinds of stuff. Yeah. Portals. Mm hmm. Yeah. And people where there's mountains, portals. there's portals. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's a reason in ancient ancient mythology across literally every single continent, high places are connected with portals. Right. Mm. Well, we're in Tennessee. Let's talk about that for a second. We're in Tennessee yeah. are the portals. So portals, probably one of the biggest, and this was not something that I put in uh, in prep for this week, Johnny, but out. I know. That's why, in, that's why I'm putting you on the spot right now. <laughs> well, out <laughs> in your neck of the woods where you've hung out before, Oak Ridge, mm-hmm. the secret city, you know, where they supposedly developed the H bomb. Oh, don't yeah. believe they developed it there. The atomic bomb. I got the sticker, dude. It says, yeah, it's the home of the atomic bomb. Of course, it's true. It's on the sticker. Duh. They would oh, lie. Crap. You don't think, you don't think a whole bunch of guys would just come together and tell lies about what they do under a mountain in the middle of the th- woods? What do you think? Somebody would just go on a sticker and lie? <laughs> Who would do such a thing? No, they didn't develop the atomic bomb there because atomic bombs aren't real. Right. But they did develop something. Sure. They developed an American CERN, essentially. Their own Hadron Collider. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, yeah, that's definitely there. Um, the, we, should, we should really do an episode on Oak Ridge. We really should. It could fill a couple of episodes, actually, but... Um, so for now, would, hmm? so for now, we'll just, you know, give it a quick TLDR. Yeah. So when you hear Hadron Collider, everybody, you should know at this point, just think dark magic, something like that instead of dark matter. Um, but around this area and Oak Ridge is still populated. It's still active. There are still things happening there. Of course, um, around this area, tons of hunters because it's the South have reported Uh, portals opening up in the forest like they'll see a portal open and things come out of it whether it be a sometimes a bigfoot type creature a dogman some kind of hybrid animal um shadow people there are people who have claimed to essentially have gone to sleep and woken up in this fractal portal world in the woods out there where they can tell the trees are still there, but everything is different colors. The sky is different colors, whatever. There are things chasing them. Um, 
Uh, one guy reported that he just ran. He he found himself in the situation and just ran for miles, and then everything just stopped and changed. And he was back. He found himself like in a town that he had no idea was there. Huh. So he just he just like hold on a second. How did he end up there? He has no clue. He said okay. he went to bed in his tent and woke up, and it was just a totally different world. What, was he still in his tent though when he when he like when he woke up, or he just woke up somewhere else? No, he was still in his tent. Okay, and he got okay. up because he noticed uh, that it was bright outside. It was almost like daytime. And he's mm-hmm. like, "What the crap?" So he got up, walked outside, and it was sky was different colors. Things like trees and stuff were shifting and moving in weird ways. I said shadow things were chasing him. He's like, I've never done drugs, not a drinker, you know, I've uh, been out hunting all my life, never seen anything like this. Mm. And this was up on, on the hills in Oak Ridge. Yep. Well, I mean, it makes sense. You know, they are doing all kinds of weird stuff with the quote nuclear stuff there. Right. Right. Yeah, it is strange. I'm not sure we're ever going to know, but. Right. And then, then why would they tell you? You know, I mean, like, there's a. Um, there's like a famous newspaper, like the front page where like, you know, they discovered the town, you know, <laughs> or the town, excuse me, the town discovered the base, you know? Oh, is it really? Is yeah. it really? Yeah. It's like, uh, they have, I think they have it there at the, uh, at the, at the, um, the white, the processing facility. It's not just the, well, it's not just the uranium processing, but that's where I was for a while. Uh, that job out there in, in Oak Ridge. That's pretty much that whole, that whole local, all they do is um, the powerhouse there and the uranium processing facility, and they process the uranium for the uh, the nuclear nuclear facilities. It's a huge, 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 huge footprint. These um these facilities are huge, and um, you know because that's they need that much stuff to process uranium for nuclear um, power plants. Well, dude, you got a lot of water to boil. Right. It's just, this is weird. Yeah, and they have all this all this security and and guns and gates and razor wire and you know layers of layers of security and once you get inside, you know there's other sections that are um you know that are gated off from the outside. You have to have special security clearance, you know, X clearance to get into the one side. Johnny, who's uh... Or Jack, do, you, do either of you remember the name of the guy who was involved with building dumbs and claimed to have like his hand shot by oh, oh, Phil Schneider? Thing? It was Phil Schneider. Phil Schneider. Yeah. He didn't. I yeah, always forget. I don't his think name, he built them, but he was the guy who was involved with uh, finding out about them. Or um, well, he he, he had a he was in like in, a shootout. He was in like a shootout with aliens. In one, in, yeah, in he one had a hand in like he was a contractor. Yeah, he was a contractor, and he ended up getting opened up by like some sort of alien weapon that almost killed him. Right? He had, he yeah, I'm wondering if cauterized. he ever said anything about Oak Ridge. I'm sorry. I wonder if he said anything about Oak Ridge. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I have to cross reference cross reference Phil Schneider with Oak Ridge. See what see what That's comes up. What I'm doing here. Yeah. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and you could be sure that there is a dumb underneath there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yes. There was there's spots where you would see vehicles just drive into the side of the mountain. Well, you know? they've admitted too that there. I mean, there are underground levels 
at Oak Ridge. So if they tell you there's two, there's probably 20. Right. It's the whole raccoon. It's a concept of like Raccoon City is like not just for movies, you know, and video games. Right. And I mean, come on. Bechtel works there. Lidos. Uh, Booz Allen. <laughs> right. Booz Allen. Bechtel is all you have to say. Yeah. Really. Or, right. You know, Satan, Satan, Satan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. You don't have to just keep repeating yourself. Um, that's uh, Johnny. I know you'd mentioned that forever ago, but we do need to do a dive on Bechtel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can we can almost always bring it up, no matter what we talk about, whether it's uh, you know the news or this kind of stuff, or you know what I mean. It, somewhere there's a there's a story that Bechtel is somehow tied into. <laughs> yeah, it's like bringing up BlackRock or Vanguard, right? Yeah, they're they're still doing the bit, man. They're still buying up literally everything. There was something else about BlackRock and Vanguard I saw, or Vanguard I saw like yesterday in the news. They're, they're probably buying up banks. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Yep. <laughs> thanks, thanks for reminding me there, Reinhardt. Appreciate it. <laughs> but um, moving back to let's go back to Tennessee. Um, you mentioned the area called the Land Between the Lakes. And that's the a, a national recreation area. It's a it's like a park. It's a huge huge area, um, and it's between it's between which lakes? Uh, I'm looking it up because I can never remember the two lakes that are up there. I've never been. I want to. Um, hang on. It is okay. Yeah, Kentucky Lake and Lake Barkley. Okay. And so the land between the lakes is a big recreational area where people go camping and they go fishing in the, in the lakes. And there's all kinds of trails through the woods. Um, and this is this story. This story is from 2020. So uh, you posted this one, I think, right? The one, the uh, seven foot upright canine. So this is kind of like a dog man kind of a thing. What yeah, that's the best description. Hang on, let me pull it back up because I just closed out okay. a bunch of stuff. There it is. Yeah, so seven-foot upright canine recently observed at LBL. Yeah, when, when you think, when you hear upright canine and large, think dog man. So different than a werewolf, more mm-hmm. canine than, mm-hmm. uh, than, than a werewolf. And we don't believe that it can change that's probably the biggest kicker is it's not like a lycanthrope okay it doesn't seem to be but anyways yes this dog man Mm -hmm. seems to have been it's been kind of a mainstay across the country but in the past few years specifically there have been a ton of sightings from wisconsin all the way down here and tennessee has become a massive hotspot for dogman sightings, yeah. Well, yeah, we've had, I mean, and we talked about it uh, with the stuff that was killing animals at the zoo. It was a dogman-like creature in, uh, right. in in Kentucky, Louisville. So, yeah, it's down It's down south. Um, So this thing was a seven-foot-tall, muscular, upright canine. Just right out on the trails, right in the, out in the trails where people where people are hiking. Yeah, they're they're known to and the LBL specifically. There are a ton of hunters out there. Um, I actually heard a recent account of uh, two hunters that were stalked by this thing all the way through the night out there. Um, they kill people in LBL. Hmm. Uh, back in the nineties, uh, there were two sheriff's deputies that were out there. They were hunting just off duty, and they were stalked all night by this thing. 
and they found out that a hunter that they had met on the trail the day uh, the day before they left was ripped to shreds like really? completely ripped apart and the sheriff's department got belligerent and said no it is a bear this was a bear attack a bear attack hmm there are no bears in the lbl there have hmm. there have been no recorded bear sightings in the lbl for i think the last 80 or 90 years hmm I'm sure one just wandered in there. I mean, this could be like the cougar sighting, you know, around our property. Or you could have a dog man. It could be the same, you know, it could be that same fishing game. We ain't had one of them satins for like 80 years. Man, it's just a programmed response. It's possible. Yeah. But they've had multiple situations like this, multiple maulings that are, they're not consistent. And this is the big thing, especially with the sheriff's deputies. Uh, he said, this was not consistent with a bear attack. Bears are, they're not, what's the word? Um, they'll swipe at you with their claws and they'll definitely take a chunk out of you for sure. Mm -hmm. But they're also going to beat you down, right? This thing, it looked more like long claws took mm. somebody and ripped them in half. Like head to buck crack, rip somebody in half. Okay. That sounds nasty. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad this guy never decided to share some pictures. He He's written a couple books, but he hmm. didn't want to share those pictures. <laughs> well, I'm glad he hasn't. Yeah. Um, but this one specifically, this was, yeah, Johnny, you said 2020. Recent mm -hmm. sighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that long ago. So, like, right in the middle of COVID. Um, upright, seven feet, about seven feet tall. Its head was like that of a coyote but much larger arms and legs were canine like, but very muscular chest was and, broad and the color was darker than that of a coyote. Yeah. And this thing, it just kind of stared at these people. It was, it was a, uh, it was a guy and his mother and I think a mutual friend or, or the guy's friend mm -hmm. or girl, whoever, um, it just kind of stared at them and ran off. Right. Nothing about being stalked, nothing about being chased. I thought nope. that was kind of interesting. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know. Does it say when they noticed them? No, it just kind of stood there and then. And then it just took off. Phew, gone. Yeah. It's definitely one of the kinder sightings, uh, especially with hunters in this region, too. There have been situations where hunters have shot at these things. There was one guy that claimed to kill one with a shotgun, um, claimed that it chased him all the way back to his truck, and he just popped the shotgun out of the door window and just shot it in the face. Hmm. Can't corroborate it, but it's interesting. People coming back with giant claw marks all over their cars. Um, it's weird up there. Well, I mean, there is something up there that they call the beast of the land of the lakes. So, yeah, and from descriptions, it sounds like it could be, I don't know, somewhere, Dogman, Skinwalker, mm -hmm. something in that vein. I mean, why not both? Yeah, why why not all of it? See, mm -hmm. this, this whole land is steeped in Native American mysticism. And, I mean, what land down here isn't. Right. But this one specifically, um, they had a 
a special reverence for this land here and the natives or what who's left will they'll admit it they'll tell you but the establishment um people who you know my granddaddy's my granddaddy's granddaddy built our cabin they think that it's all hoaxes and people just want to make money so any sort of insinuation if you come come in from the outside any sort of insinuation that you're looking into any of this and they will kick you out if they can really yeah so are the locals just tired of hearing about it is that what it is i guess i i don't know i know the sheriff's department is still really really bad about it and the parks department Hmm. bad about what just like kicking people out if they're trying to research yeah, kicking people out, running them off, uh, shutting them down if they try to ask any questions. Mm. What were you going to say, Jack? I was going to say it's it's either they're tired of hearing it or just like, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Carry on. Get away. Yeah, one of those. I wouldn't worry about it. Go on. Beat it. Yeah. Move along. Nothing to see here. Move along. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. All right. They're gone. <laughs> well, there's apparently bunkers under there or a bunker under there. Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe another dumb. I don't know. Maybe the dumb reaches all the way from Oak Ridge. Wait a second. Where's this? Where's it? there's a bunker? Okay, so there's a military yeah, well, bunker bunkers. under the land. Why? Where's like? Does anybody like anybody ever wonder why? Why do we need I, a, a bunker under the land between the lakes? I mean, I don't and, know. And here it says uh, some claim that the bunkers were constructed by the army during an operation to capture or at least destroy the beast. So the army built bunkers underground. The army did this. The army had the funding at whatever particular time in this country's history to fund operations against the the beast of the land between the lakes. My X button is already broken on my laptop. However, I'm looking at the spot where it was right now. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that if there are bunkers or a bunker under there, like mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. who who knows it could connect to Oak Ridge and even farther. Sure. I mean, sure, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't see why not. I mean, why why wouldn't it at this point, right? Yeah, and these lakes both feed into the Mississippi. They feed into what a fork off of the Mississippi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and we know there's cavern systems all throughout Tennessee, Kentucky, you know, all through this area. So, entirely possible. I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say th- that being a part of a military operation to uh, capture, if not kill, this thing, it would be fun as hell. Sure. But, like, is that even a thing? Like, do they really do that? Do we really believe that they're doing that stuff down there? You know? I don't think it's to kill anything. I th- I think right. if if anything, they're whatever they're doing seems to be bringing more of these things into our area. Call it our realm, our world, from the Hollow Earth, whatever. Yeah, I mean, who's um, is it Nimrod's grave? No, who's. Who was it that uh, Hillary had in her uh, in her emails? Gilgamesh. Oh, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Tomb of Gilgamesh. That's right. Yeah. 
I mean, some people believe they're the same. I don't know. But. Right. That's why I was confused there for a second because I remember that part of it. Um, who knows what they're doing down there? Maybe they are. You know, I don't know. Maybe they're cloning. Maybe down underneath the mountain, under Oak Ridge, it's like I said before. It's like the uh, from remember the prequel with the the Water World where they were looking at all the clones. You know, you you go no. down to the window underground and you see all the clones lined up, just in waiting what? to be purchased. In what? In the Star Wars prequels, remember? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you didn't the say Water Star World. Wars, so. The Anakin, not Anakin, but uh, Obi Wan goes to and yeah, checks you out said the Water sh- World, and I was like, there wasn't a prequel. To no, World. in that watery world, excuse me, whatever it was called. Yeah. Yes, with the tall, long-necked female alien. Yes. Yeah. Don't yeah. rule thirty-four that. Oh God, I'm sure there is. Ugh. <laughs> well, I'm, if it exists, I mean, yeah. because of course it does. Because of course, stop it. Okay, but. Yeah, Oak Ridge has a lot of spoop going on out there. I mean, for crying out loud, like the people that live there didn't even know that there was a military base underground for a very long time. Crescent X. Well, that they didn't know? I mean, they you had to know something was going on with all that construction. Can't keep that quiet. Maybe they fed him a fake story. Or know. was there a concern? Like, or, or was this like something they just moved into and it was and it had always been there? Like these, That's like what about these thought. these portal places? Something like Oak Ridge that have all these dumbs. These are like leftovers from last reset, you know. Maybe. So. Yeah, I mean, we know that there are places too in Tennessee. Maybe we wanted to get to this later, not now, but we know there are places in Tennessee that have clearly been covered over and mm-hmm. cities built on top, right? Um, like Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. We can talk. I mean, we can talk about that later or now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we can get to it second hour. All right. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's a thing, you know. But getting back to the beast of the land between the lakes, um, that's been the beast has been sighted there since bef- since before the first white settlers came to North America. So, and some yeah. stories suggesting it may in fact be a skinwalker. Skinwalkers are scarier than dogmen, my opinion. I mean, whatever you have to do to become a skinwalker is horrifying in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that, yeah, you could change. Uh, nope. Not about that. I think Wendigos are probably like the scariest for me, in my opinion. The well, I'll say between the two, between the two, the between the skinwalker and the, the dogman. Yeah. But I was just remembering back to the Wendigo and um, Skinwalker episode, y'all did. Mm. What was that? Like season two? That was a long time ago. Yeah, season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I had forgotten too is the intelligence part of dog band sightings. It's so you know with with Skinwalkers with lycanthropes, people report seeing some kind of maybe human look. Right, that kind of gives them away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With dogmen, it's not like that. They don't. They don't ever have human eyes. Usually, they're glowing red, like bright red through the night. Um, but people who've gotten close enough, they've noticed that these things seem to be able to communicate with each other intelligently, 
not not like a human but but some other kind of species intelligence and and this happened in LBL somebody encountered dogman and bigfoot at the same time and these things looked like they were cooperating oh wait a minute a dogman and a bigfoot in the same area and they were co- what what were they doing cooperating so the dogman was hunting and it looked like it was the best way it was described that I heard it, it looked like it was directing the Bigfoot to do what? I'm not sure because the Bigfoot never touched the guy. But he said that they were standing near each other and they looked at each other. And the Bigfoot went one way, Dogman went the other way. And he just took off. As you should. Um, but the Bigfoot was throwing rocks. It was, you know, growling. It was obviously like tearing at trees. Um, but nothing ever came of it. That's, I can't, you know, corroborate that. It's just a story, but that is pretty interesting. If cryptids are teaming up now, we might be in trouble. Right. Cryptids are evolving. I don't like this. Yeah. That was, that's unsettling, isn't it? And that happened in Tennessee. I I don't know if it was the Tennessee or the Kentucky side. Oh, okay, but it was LBL, at the LBL. But it was there. Okay, mm-hmm. Whew. man. Um. So well, I mean, like, the, the, but these things is it's they don't just throw rocks, you know, like Bigfoot does. The L, uh, the beast from LBL has actually killed people. Like uh, one of the most one of the worst sightings was a family of four who were found killed by this thing in their camper van in the park. I forgot about that story. Yeah. And they found, yeah, I mean, dude, it was so gross, man. They found the bo- the body of the daughter, like, up in a tree, half eaten. It's just horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, this thing doesn't just poach animals. It doesn't just kill your dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll tear, it'll tear people apart. I forgot about that story. That was yeah. so awful. Just kills the kill in the most gruesome way possible. Well, it's a monster. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is it, it people say that that's what I was looking for is it doesn't seem like an animalistic, just like a creature driven by animalistic instinct. It's like intelligent. Like it makes the choice right. to go after people or it makes the choice to hang back. Really odd. Yeah. There's, Cause some of the stories, it does absolutely nothing, but then it's like, you know, it murders an entire family. Right. Or it chases somebody through the woods for a few hours like it's playing with it. Mm-hmm. Or with them. Yeah, I know. It's pretty freaky. I'm going to say add this to my road trip wish list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is beautiful up there. Sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. I'm just not going off the trail. I was going to say, if if you get killed out there, at least you die with a nice view. There's a lot of places in Tennessee are really beautiful that have like really scary stuff going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, even take somewhere like Adams, Tennessee. Adams out where the story of the Bell Witch comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, it's beautiful farmland out there. And who knows if that story is legit or made up. Right. We did an episode on that way back in season three. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, we're we're taking we're taking a few things this episode from like old old episodes and tying them together. Right, right. That just shows how much crap is going on down here. Yeah. Do we have anything new on the on the Bell Witch though? I don't think so. Just more claims that like it's bogus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of times I'm I'm going with bogus on the ghost stories from now on. Oh yeah, and it's it's impossible to tell too. There's so much well poisoning with the tourist trade. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Trying to sell, <clears throat> trying to sell rooms at their hotel at the family hotel that hasn't had you know any tourism for years because Disney exists. Right. <laughs> I mean, probably one of the only places. Well. I don't know. There could be a, a couple of places in like Nashville that actually have some issues. I mean, we have our own asylum mm. that people, I know people that have broken in and said there's something weird going on there. So who knows? Oh, there probably is. I mean, all those old weird buildings have, have stuff going on in them. Well, yeah. yeah. Can't confirm. And, oh, yeah. that's right. You made your own little uh, excursion. Uh, noped out of there uh, pretty quick after <laughs> uh, things started getting really weird. Yeah, those, that'll happen in those places. Yeah, not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'd advise I, against it. I do believe, in, and this is Kentucky, not Tennessee, but it's connected by caves. Mammoth Cave. There's something weird there. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I, I went a couple times, once as a kid and once as a teenager. Uh, both times I wasn't like super into, I didn't know anything about it being haunted or legends or anything there, but there's, there's something off. I, I can't explain it. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's, you know, connection to the underworld there. Probably. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's probably more of a connection. There's probably more of a portal there, you know, going down. Same as with the mountains, right. you know, like, like the most recent, uh, like that Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Right, exactly. There was a, I, my wife and I watched that last night. There was a lot of revelation of the method in there. <laughs> I think so too. It was great. It was it was awesome. The fights were. Oh, it was great. Kaiju on top on top of it. Yeah. Oof. Um, didn't the Freemasons use? No, that was in Oregon. What? They they had the the cave where they do like their rituals and the boy I, love. Was it Oregon or Arizona? Maybe it's multiple caves. I remember seeing pictures of the cat. Like there's like a, a cavern or like a cave where they are all set up, and then they get on, they get on there, and they do their little, their little ritual stuff. Oh no, they did meet Mammoth Cave. Was it Mammoth? Okay. No, they've they've met in in multiple. They they just oh, okay. do this as a thing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Aberdeen, Scotland, Arizona. Okay, uh, so yeah, the, yeah, the Masons do do stuff in caves, of course. Yeah. Because of oh, course, of course they do things in Zedekiah's cave in Jerusalem. <laughs> because of course. Um, let's speak. Getting back to Tennessee cryptids, um, also in the Great Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, which is right down by it's down by North Carolina. That's kind of south. Or, uh, yeah, it's a little southeast of Knoxville, so it's more eastern Tennessee. Um, but you have these things. They're calling them feral people. Like wild people, so basically like Mowgli from uh, <laughs> from the Jungle Book, all grown up in the in the woods, you know, raised by wolves. But these things have supposedly have like the golem like wispy hair and like really bad features, like one tooth. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is one that I I didn't know about this until the past couple of years. But it's yeah. apparently a regular thing out there. Well, yeah, because I mean, this will tie into something else in a little bit, but uh well because of the the missing 411, one of the missing 411 cases, um they believe that the some of these feral people took or the reason for this this uh, kid to be to have gone missing, which we'll talk about a little later. But uh, there's a show called Expedition X, and um, there was an episode in, back in 2021 called Terror in Appalachia, and uh, they investigated reports of human-like creatures prowling in the Great Smoky uh, Mountains there in Tennessee. And uh, the people that live there have reported, I mean, for generations that there have been like these, you know, feral people. Men, basically, in particular, they, they, you know, they grab hikers and they grab kids and kidnap kids. You know, I mean, how many, how many, uh, you know, civilizations and cultures have stories of like gypsies and weirdos that live in the woods that kidnap kids? Yeah. Right. A, a, a ton. Mm-hmm. Kobolds. Ah. Somebody call Grognak. Right. Somebody call Grognak. We're paying for the airfare. <laughs> taking them down to the Smokies. Right. But I mean, like some of them are like hairy, like super hairy and like, you know, kind of like a, like a, uh, just a man covered in hair. And some of them have like, they're like really thin, but like ripped, but also have no hair. Like, like, like the Gollum creature Smeagol. Yeah. Some the of them, uh, they report having, like you said, Johnny, a couple of teeth. Some of them, they report having like sharpened teeth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which you have to do on purpose. That's not something obviously normal. Right. Um, yeah, there was one experience, some guy, and I know it's a internet post. It's a Reddit post of all things. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a guy who was hunting one night and he saw one of these, one of these feral people. Mm-hmm. And he said, I remember jolting a little when I saw that it wasn't really a bear. It was a man. He was so low and hunched over, I thought I was looking at a young bear, and I was about to call out when I adjusted my sights and noticed he was naked. No shoes, no pants, or anything. Hmm. I remember being disturbed by his movements. He was moving like a squirrel or something. He was twitchy and grabbing at the foliage, sniffing around and palming the tree. So so definitely like a cross between like Smeagol and a squirrel. So like Smeagol and Scrat from Ice Age. Mixed with... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's that's weird. I gotta see if Mid Journey can put those together. I bet you it can. I bet you it can. I bet you it'll be hilarious. We, we just showed my kid Ice Age for the first time the other day, and he loves Scrat. Of course he does. Um. But yeah these these things they uh, a little girl had an encounter with one. I remember um, it was an interview that somebody did. I was looking maybe four or five months ago. And this was just over, this was still in Tennessee, but just right over the border from North Carolina. So really far Southeast. And uh, these things, people, things, whatever you want to call them, it basically invaded their property. Hmm. There were like six or seven of them. And they were just doing kind of the same thing that this hunter said. They were just like grabbing at things and sniffing everything. They didn't make it in the house, but they could feel they could hear them like pawing at the windows. Um, really odd. Hmm. Very odd. Maybe understatement, but <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Why does nobody shoot one of these things? Right? Nobody ever seems to have a gun whenever one of these things come around. We're, we're in Tennessee, for God's sake. I mean... Right? Now, don't get me wrong. Although, all the people that I've seen saying something about this are all, like, fat wiggers, essentially. But... They all live out of, like, trailers and cabins. Yeah, they definitely... <laughs> they definitely have at least a hunting rifle. Right. And can but, probably... What's that? Oh, go ahead. And can probably shoot the eye out of a squirrel at 100 yards. Yeah, like this hunter who saw one that was looking... He thought it was a bear. Just freaking shoot it anyway. Right. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I think I think it's just the fact that they look human still. Even if they're freaky. And just... I, I don't know. It just kicks in like you don't want to shoot a human. It doesn't want to catch a murder charge. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, but also, like, those things are coming out of the woods, like, half naked, screeching and trying to eat your chickens, you know? Right. So. And with these, there's been no such, like, I mentioned the beast of LBL had this kind of, like, weird intelligence. You could see with these things, it's pure animal. It seems, excuse me, it seems that way. This thing seems more animal than human for sure. I love, I love this too. Um, in one of these documents I added, what do you do if you encounter a feral person? Remain calm. Keep your distance. Don't feed them. <sighs> right. Don't feed. Right. Well, definitely don't do that. Well, yeah. This, well, they're not like the, they're not like, um, what do you call it? Um, gremlins, right? Don't, don't feed, feed them after midnight. After midnight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't get them wet, right? Yeah, just know. shoot one of these things, bag it, put it like put it in a net, and then just toss it in the river and see what happens. <laughs> if it drowns, it isn't a witch. If it does, if it floats, it's a duck. It's a duck, right? Made of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this guy, so this guy, the, uh, the feral people of the Smoky Mountains, um, we just do this one now, but that's the story of Dennis Martin. We talked about this a long time ago. Um, they think that the feral people got him and, uh, June in 1969, uh, the Martins, Dennis Martin and his family were out hiking in the Smokies and I guess it was a father's day tradition. They would do that every Father's Day. Um, and they went out and they met another family whose last name happened to also be Martin, which is really weird, right? Because that, cause that like happens, that. you know. In the state of Tennessee, two families get together, accidentally get together in the state park, and they both happen to be last name Martin. It's a clone family. Right. So they're out playing, and they're out playing hide-and-seek or something, and uh, three of the boys went out one way, and Dennis went out another way. And, uh, and the three boys jumped out to like, you know, scare their parents. I guess that's what they were doing. They're hiding to scare their parents. Dennis didn't pop out of the woods and no one saw him again, but everybody had just seen him literally had just seen him go behind the bush. Like people saw him, his dad saw him and then he was gone. Just gone. Yeah, it's like a person going behind a tree to take a pee and then 
mm-hmm. you know, gone. Maybe he was out of sight for maybe three minutes. Not even. Not even. You know, all the kids are like, all right, come out. You know, got everybody else. Dennis, he won. Nothing. Hours go by and they can't find him. Yep. Search party, Boy Scouts, National Guard, all kinds of rescue groups. Uh, largest search ever in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. But the um, the search party and all the people there, it actually was counterproductive. Because they destroyed whatever evidence there might have been of this kid. Like, you know, them looking around, all just trampling, trampling around everywhere. Just There's no way the dogs could have smelled the kid with all the people around. All of a sudden, there was, you know, thousands, hundreds of people there. Almost said thousands. Kind of seems like, I don't know, like this was a major production. Like they made the major production with Waco, not Waco, but uh, Ruby Ridge, remember? Remember when they yeah. went up there to go to go uh the FBI was going to go check on the weavers to go serve the warrant and they had this huge FBI slash media circus you know down in the valley with all kinds of trailers and vans and hundreds of FBI agents remember that Yep Seems that well, that's yeah, kind of what 1400 people Seems that's what yeah 1400 people what here yeah, the Dennis Martin thing. Yeah, fourteen hundred people searching all at the same time. Not a single trace was ever found. Right. The, probably the only piece of evidence that they've got is a supposed witness. Um, it was a guy named Harold Key, and he was about five or six miles from them. I, I don't know what direction, but he heard a what he called a sickening scream, and then he spotted. Uh, this article calls him an unkempt stranger hurrying through the woods, a disheveled also, man. Yes, yes. I've also heard it, the account saying it was a large, like very large, completely covered in hair thing carrying something over its back. Right, that's, running through the trees. Right, because I remember uh, this is all coming back to me now, Reinhardt. We did an episode on the missing four one one with the hunters and the children, and this was this was one of the children's stories, the Dennis Martin story. Yeah, it was uh, like some sort of a man, a feral man, carrying something over his shoulder, which could have possibly been Dennis Martin. Could have been, maybe not. I don't know. Looking at that picture of him of Dennis Martin sitting on the. Did you guys open the um let me see if I'll drop this link in the in the chat. But uh look at the picture of him and look at his hands and tell me what you think of his hands. Just to me it just seems kinda odd. But uh especially what would be his right hand. Um look at the, the pinky and the ring finger there. And then the other two fingers, just like the way that. Oh. I don't know. Look at the skull, though. Man, the skull's like big, long. He's got that long, tall. Why he's got the Herman Munster head? Yeah, he, if he grew up, he he would definitely be a. Uh, we would need an N angle on that skull. This kid's a nephilim. <laughs> but look Maybe at the fingers. Not taken. the not the one that's directly in the middle, but the the pinky and the ring finger back there. The way that maybe it's just the way he's holding him, but the hand just doesn't look right. I I think it's the way he's holding him. Mm, maybe it just looks like an uncomfortable way to like contort your 
fingers and that I don't know. All right, it just seems odd. It just seems very odd to me. I don't know. It could be an AI picture, it could be a real picture, who knows? Um David Politi's, you know, I saw that I saw that thing on it today. I was watching Dave. I love watching David Politi's videos. I do too. Yeah. I, I'll just put them on in the car or like if I'm folding laundry mm-hmm. or something. I found, uh, found a uh, missing 411 fan at work this week, just randomly. Um, somebody was talking about going camping and somebody mentioned, don't go into a boulder field. I was like, yeah, you'll get kidnapped. And they're like, oh, you know, missing 411. I was like, dude, I love David Pilates. He was like, yeah, me too. We started talking about David Pilates. Pretty cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, missing four one one is a fairly popular, you know, normie conspiracy. Yeah, it's it's fairly safe mm-hmm. too to to talk with because or talk to normies with right because people do go missing in those places. You know, that's actual stuff you can actually look up. Like the people actually do go missing in the in the state parks, national parks. Um. Oh yeah, and nobody he's, knows why. He's been, so he's been big on Canada recently too. The last couple of years. Hmm. Um, most definitely done a lot. I think he had a couple of videos in like Nahani Valley too. Um, which is that the, the Valley, the headless men, you know, mm-hmm. where all the beheaded people turned up. Right. Right. He does a lot of good Bigfoot stuff too, as well. Yeah, he does. I like David. I, yeah, definitely. I still think that it's entirely possible that whatever giants were here, that ruled civilizations. I think we hear all these stories of them being driven out. I think they were just driven into all these secluded places. And with all the cave systems we know down there, it's, I mean, it could be giants, dogmen, skinwalkers, sure. all kinds of things taken people. It's not just one thing. Sure. Sure. But I'm sure. I mean, I would think we, we would have seen more of it, but it's possible. Maybe that's just me. I don't know, but they, but, um, they do know the land better than us. That's true. That's true. But this Dennis, uh, Dennis Martin kid, um, was a huge manhunt, right? Um, and what was weird was, uh, they found a kid who was dressed just like him, but wasn't him. Hmm. That's odd. And he was dead, right? Oh, the kid? Yeah. No, 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 no. They found somebody like, you know, they, they, they found some other people who were camping and they thought they found him, but it was somebody who was from like some other camping group or something. Oh, that's right. No, it was a different story. Yeah. But I mean, dude, this part, this search party had park rangers, college students, firefighters, boy scouts, cops, and 60, 60, six, zero green berets. Because that just happens. Right. Cause one kid goes that. missing. Cause one kid I'm goes missing. I'm missing kid in the Smokies. Mm-hmm. Helicopters and planes took to the air to search for growing patch of the national park on June 20th, which is uh, has happened on the 15th or 14th, which is uh, right around right around Father's Day. Um, the 20th, which was Dennis's seventh birthday, 800, nearly 800 people were participating, including members of the Air National Guard, the Coast Guard, the Coast Guard. Where is there a river? Again, I'm looking at that spot on my computer where the X button used to be. Um, 
And, of course, the National Park Service. Uh, the next day on the 21st, which is uh, probably summer solstice, likely, um, the search efforts peaked at an astonishing 1,400 searchers. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. 13,000 hours of searching yielded zilch. Nothing. Unfortunately, the volunteers may have accidentally destroyed clues about what happened to Dennis Martin with all the traipsing around out there. Oh. With the thousands of people. I mean, they totally didn't know that would happen. Right. Right. That's what I'm starting to think is is they knew exactly what was going to happen. And like you said, Johnny, this whole media show was just to make it look like they had no idea. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. But like, the, you know, I mean, you know how we feel about the uh, the authenticity in um, homosexual and the uh, sexual um, proclivity of the uh, incidents of which we talk about. <laughs> Indeed. This one seems to be. The more we look at it, the more it seems faker and gayer. Like, just like everything, man. You know, we did that with we did that with Oklahoma City. It's like, oh my god, it really was fake and gay, yeah. Because this guy's still alive. This this Timothy McVeigh guy that they executed is still totally alive, and he's still just a fucking FBI agent, just just a regular FBI guy. You know, who's to say that this thing? I don't know why. Do you think this was the beginning of, like, the the massive, oh, my God, missing children that go on? What, putting them on milk cartons mm-hmm. and stuff? Possibly. Maybe. Again, are we really opposed to them knowing exactly and being complicit in exactly what is going on? And they do all of this as just media show to make it look like, oh, no, this terrible tragedy. We're doing what we can. Yeah, I mean, like, the picture, I mean, honestly, like, looking at the picture on the article that that I just dropped, where, like, everybody's standing around the pickup trucks, like, everybody's facing different directions, nobody's, like, milling, you know what I mean? Nobody's really paying attention to one sort of thing. It doesn't look like, I don't know, it just kind of looks odd to me, like, you know, again, like that picture of the coronation where um, Charles was coronated, was that today? Yesterday, today, uh, yesterday, yesterday, and uh, at the moment of coronation, there's a freeze frame, and literally everybody in the expensive seats right behind the coronation is looking in a different direction. Like, why would they not be looking at where the crown is going? Right, right. He was literally getting the holy hand grenade of Antioch. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh literally. Lord, oh Lord, we present to you. The holy hand grenade of Antioch. One. Lob it at thine enemies who have been naughty in thine sight. One, two, yes. four, four. Three. three, sir. Three. Yes. I love that. I love that movie. I do. Five, not four. Sorry. Yes, it was five. And if somebody, somebody's going to well actual me in the comments. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's the scene where he's he's getting coronated and nobody's looking at him. Why why would that be? You know what I mean? And this looks like just a bunch of people staring off into different directions. You know, if, if they're coordinating a search, you know, they're not really like 
They're if they're coordinating a search, they're not really it doesn't look like they're coordinating much. It just seems like a giant gaggle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have been, once again, just a put-together thing. Nobody has any direction or anything, and then suddenly 1,400 people destroy any trace of evidence. Oh, no. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Like, the guys in the hard hats and stuff, you got construction workers and safety glasses. Like, you, I don't, what do you those look like do? modern hard hats. I don't, didn't know that they had those in 1969. The one guy there in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't really know, but... I don't know. You know me. I'm the guy that thinks everything's fake and gay. So. Well, it is until proven otherwise. Right. Anyways, right. getting back to so so getting back to Tennessee. So yeah, there's that's a, a big missing four one one story there. That's one of the more famous ones. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot more uh, the missing people there. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think about the feral people? Like, because that's what they think happened to Dennis Martin is that he got yanked by the feral people. I I wouldn't be shocked if they were actually real. Yeah, I'm I'm not shocked either. The the just the Great Smoky Mountains National Park alone. Hang on, let me look up the square miles. I mean, that, the the National Smoky uh, Smoky Mountains National Park. Yes, it's like. 700 square miles it's it's a lot and appalachia greater appalachia as well which will rise um (laughs) it's even more and hardly any of that land is settled most of it is not really explored throughout the years not by normal people Mm -hmm. um in a lot of places they've got clearly marked trails that you can't go off or you know some roaming parks person will boot you um there could be a lot hiding out there and these feral people may they i don't know if people have said if their skin is pale or not but they could live underground a lot of the time sure absolutely yeah okay so it's like it's like 800 it's like 815 square miles the national park itself yeah there it is okay yeah and it's 54 miles across the park pretty huge it's a national park so you know there's something there because the national parks are national parks for a reason teddy roosevelt didn't just like the land right something's there so it's possible teddy roosevelt got he was number one he's from the roosevelt family which is connected with an illuminati bloodline Two, probably got into some weird stuff down in the spanish-american war oh absolutely absolutely Also, Rough Riders is pretty homoerotic for a <laughs> stop troop. <Jesus. laughs> Just saying. All right, all right, all right. All right, well, we're going to rolling up at the end of the Yeah, we'll be back uh, in a little bit with some more about uh, Tennessee. I'll take yours too You fire a musket But I'll run you through So when you're waiting For the next attack 
you better stand, there's no turning back. The people sounds to charge the hills. Battle this battlefield, no one feels. The smell of fucking smoke and horses breath. As I blunt into a certain day. I'm Johnny with Reinhardt and Jack. We're still cruising around Tennessee. Um, man, I have a guy at work does that the ten IC joke all the time. Whenever real knee mentions. slapper. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you got to remember, dude. Construction guys and military people will take a joke and take it to its like most painful conclusion until you can't deal with it anymore. You know, I've totally never done that. <laughs> right. Ever. Right. <laughs> Doubt. Again, looking at that spot on my computer where the X button used to be. <laughs> I wish I, I need to get a new X button. I don't even have I don't even have the little thingy. I gotta get a new I gotta get a new keyboard. I didn't smash mine though. This was this was from well the X button. It's just from mashing the X button from all the faking gay news stuff. But you know it's not faking gay is all of the, the Bigfoot stories in uh, Tennessee. 
Oh, yeah. Big, Bigfoot's real and uh, insert Bradshaw's bit right here. Right. No, there's, <laughs> there's I been thinking of that already. There's, there's been well over 25 sightings in just South Central Tennessee alone. Yeah, and that's a fairly up-to-date number, actually. Mm. For the whole state, we're looking at over 100 mm-hmm. yep. in the past probably 50, 60 years. Isn't the... um. Isn't that famous? The famous video of the of the uh, of the Bigfoot walking is that from Tennessee? No, that's from Oregon. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because it's in this article. I'm like, wait a minute, why is it in this article? But it's just because it's yeah. a Bigfoot article. It's just because it's a Bigfoot article. Uh, Northern California. I'm sorry. Oh, is it Northern? Ca- oh, it's Northern California. Okay, that video. I mean, that video. That that whatever that thing is is real. And it is moving in as real and as realistic of a fashion as possible. Well, it's true. I mean, I'm I'm pulling it up right now just to be able to see it. Yeah. Yep. The way the arms articulate are proper for the, the joints that are there, you know. Yep. It's not like somebody wearing long prosthetic arms. It's some serious bumper sticker material. <laughs> <laughs> the pose but, that launched a million bumper stickers. Right. But in Tennessee, mm. Bigfoot has been sighted. It, along with California, specifically because of Northern California, Oregon, Washington, and a couple other states, Tennessee is, I believe, in the top eight or ten. They're in the top ten, for sure. Uh, definitely top ten. I, I'm actually thinking maybe top like five or eight, somewhere around there. Because I remember we looked uh, a few, couple of months ago. Yep, I remember that. Yep. Let's see. By but yeah, dude, yeah, there's. Yeah. I got that. A lot of them are. Um, a lot of them are on the Duck River, and the Buffalo River. Hmm. Yeah. So the Duck River, if I remember correctly, is in Hickman County, which is not far from me. Um. Not super far, maybe hour, hour and a half. I dropped the link for the uh, Bigfoot sightings in the chat. Sweet. Thank you. Uh, it's about an hour. Yeah, because I could just take 40 out. Um, but yeah, along that Duck River area, so that is where the hill country, as you're traveling out towards like Jackson and Memphis, it's where the hills and stuff start to kind of flatten out. Oh, dude, Tennessee's not even in the top 10. It's not in the top 10? No. Tennessee has 104 sightings. 104 total. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas has 254. Pennsylvania has 126. Both of those are more. Oh, um, you know what? It was Texas I was thinking of. Mm. Yeah, I remember. We I mean, Michigan has up. 225 sightings. Yeah. Yeah. California with 461. Washington was 710. Yeah. Most recent sighting in uh, February of this year. Oregon only has 257. That's really weird. Huh. Let's see. 2023. Where is that? I'm looking by county. But anyways, yeah. So Tennessee has over 100 anyway. Yeah. So it's still up there. Still double digits. I mean, there's some states with single digits. Right. And this is according to the uh, the BFRO, the uh, the Bigfoot uh, field research organization, which is, you know, a uh, 
They're pretty professionals, che- okay? They're professionals, but it's a pretty cheesy website, though. Very boomer Super website. Super serial. It's a dot .net. It's a dot .net. So, well, you know. these these guys, too, they're, they're gatekeepers of their own. Um, oh, for sure. They organize some cool conferences with some mm-hmm. really great guests. I mean, mm-hmm. David Politis has shown up before, mm-hmm. but they are definitely, they're like kind of like MUFON, except they're not as douchey as MUFON could be. Yeah. It's a different kind of, I mean, same concept, different guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, yes, back to, back Duck to the River. big feats in Tennessee. Right. So sightings all the way up until I believe the end of last year. Hmm. But uh, there's this one sighting. Let's see. Oh, we're looking at yeah Duck River in Columbia. Okay, yeah, not even an hour. Actually, I drive to Columbia all the time. Uh, about 45 minutes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So actually, I have to go down there on the 16th to take an exam. All right, maybe I'll swing by the Duck River. <laughs> I'll leave at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, oh, and... This encounter back in the 70s is on Tennessee Valley Authority land. The evil TVA. Yeah, the Tennessee Valley Authority, yeah. Yep. Uh, for those of you who don't know, t- the TVA, they are um, the authority on like hydroelectric power in the state. So they provide electric power to most, if not the entire state, and a big portion of the southeast. Massive gatekeepers. Hmm. And they suck. Anyways. So, 1979, uh, we have two people, a man and a friend, were hiking in Columbia on this TVA land. Uh, it was a 20-acre farm that backed up to the land that his ex-father-in-law owned. Uh, and about 20 yards away, out of the bush, in the wide open, they saw... A Bigfoot. Now, they froze and they stared at each other. He didn't get violent. But the thing turned and made an awful growling scream and ran off into the woods. Mm. Now, he said later that day, his brother and he went back and searched to find a four-inch tree about six feet up, I'm assuming in another tree, freshly took and twisted to splinters. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And about 30 years later, in the same area, Duck River, Columbia, Tennessee, about two in the morning, this couple has another experience. They got dogs, um, you know, all kinds of animals there, all kinds of critters on a farm. These people are up there watching TV and Everything just goes silent. Hmm. Now, Johnny, you've got animals, right? Mm-hmm. Out in the summer in Tennessee, there's always sound at night. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's not cicadas, it's something. Sure. Sure, the frogs, crickets. Right. But when there is some kind of, I hate to use the term, but apex predator or a just generally dangerous predator, things will go silent. Nothing wants to be found, right? Right. And that precedes a lot of these experiences. Not not just like ghost supernatural, whatever, but you know, beast of LBL, Bigfoot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. skinwalkers, 
and this one was preceded. All they heard was a massive scream. Hmm. Or I'm sorry, a loud, deep howl. Okay. This, yeah, I was gonna say, but and then that was it, and it was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like um, how it says, "Just like recordings of Bigfoot on TV." Yeah, I know. It sounded just like we hear on. Yeah, that's see, that's the part where like where they lose me is where where they start repeating the boilerplate stuff from you know from the History Channel. Exactly. From the Bigfoot Network. Look at the thing I just posted in the uh, in the prep chat. It's a. Uh, this is in Tennessee. This happened um, on a farm. There was a um, chicken. Yeah, some chickens were going missing on this farm, and uh, the farm manager quit the quit his job after supposedly numerous Bigfoot sightings in the area. While these chickens have been going missing. This, uh, <laughs> this looks like a severed arm. What? What am I? What am I supposed to be looking at what here? What are you talking about? That tweet? Yeah, I'm looking at the picture. The thing's taller than the fence by a uh, long shot. Oh, that thing's off I in the distance. It's, yeah, it's like a half. Yeah, you can only see half its body. Yeah, the rest of it. You can see its arm and like yeah. a head and like one leg, and like huh. the rest of it's kind of in shadow. I don't know. They don't know what it is. Yeah. They don't know what it is, but that's the picture that supposedly caused this guy to quit his job as the farm manager there. Um, I mean, like, can you blame the guy for not wanting to notice? Like, just nope, I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, this was on this was on coast to coast uh, back. When was this? This was last last year, last August. This happened. Um, <clears throat> there's been a there's been a small spate. Of Bigfoot sightings in in uh, in Tennessee in the past year or so. So yeah, there have. And so not, maybe not all. Oh, go ahead. Let's say maybe all the Californians moving in have chased all the big feet out of the mountains. Shit, I'd, I'd leave too. Yeah, dude, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> right. I'm trying to find it. I know there's a. Because if you, if you try and search Bigfoot sounds or screams or whatever, all you're gonna get on YouTube is like history channel animal planet stuff. Right. But there's a guy I think he lives in the south who he's he claims to be a, a researcher and he just posts videos. They're very um non sensational, which mm-hmm. is why the algorithm doesn't pick them up mm-hmm. in your searches. But he's captured a lot of interesting sounds, growls, screams. Right. Things that don't necessarily sound like cougars or deer or elk or anything. No, no, he he caught him a couple of times uh, off in the distance, and and he's noticed like deer will perk up and they'll just flip out. They'll just they'll start like bouncing all over the place, not like they know where they're going. They're just trying to get away, hmm. which is interesting. Oh my gosh, there's so many monster trucks in my YouTube history. <laughs> okay, I give up. Um, yeah, but these aren't all in. Middle Tennessee. I was actually surprised that there were so many in Middle Tennessee. Um, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that there weren't more. To be honest, well, Middle Tennessee is not especially like mountainous. Yeah. We have we have parks. There are definitely out like south and east Middle Tennessee. There's a lot of uh, lakes and secluded areas. But well, I, I forgot what county it is. I remember like Kingston. 
said that's uh, the best place in the United States to leave them to get rid of a body. Kingston or Kingsport? Kingston, out that way. Kingston. Oh, I forget where that is. There it is. It is. Okay, yeah, that's just southeast of, or southwest of Oak Ridge. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Oh, near Harriman. Yeah, it's yeah, so almost like, in Knoxville. I guess the river or whatever out there is a good place to get rid of a body. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. But, but, yeah, that whole area is, uh, well, that area is around um, Oak Ridge. There's, you know, the mountain, and it may not be the most mountainous, but there's plenty of stuff there. Right. Well, and then you get back to, you know, I mean, you got, Lone, you got Lone Mountain State Forest, Frozen Head State Park right there. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and up near um, Johnson City, you got Cherokee National Forest, too. Yep. So there's a lot. I mean, East East Tennessee, I think, is the undisputed so far. Cryptid, Bigfoot, Dogman missing 411, <laughs> like champion of Tennessee. <laughs> Maybe. Well, there's just so much out there. Man, I, I don't remember where I was specifically, but like last year, I, I, I stayed in Tennessee for the weekend camping out. I was like, this is the perfect area for some sort of cryptid. Not a single thing. I was very disappointed. Yeah. It's yeah you gotta, you gotta be like, know. not looking for them. You know? I know. <clears throat> it's I like the game. It. It's like the game. You can't think of the game. Damn it. <laughs> right. But other stuff goes on in, um, in Tennessee besides cryptids, besides the monster, you know, the land between the beast of the land between the lakes and the feral people. And Bigfoot, um, there's also um, really weird architecture. There's a lot of, and again, I notice this everywhere I go, but there's a lot of half, not half buried, but almost completely buried buildings. You know, you have a lot of the um, the underground windows and stuff. And a lot of that old brick that seems way older than it should be. Right. Um, um, yeah, I mean, just thinking about the most obvious would be, uh, the Centennial Exposition in Nashville, mm-hmm. you know, the mini, mini world's fair is the mini white city, essentially. Yep. Um, that one's, that one's one of those, is, uh, you, you know, of course you have the Parthenon, right? The Parthenon. Well, just go look at all the other buildings that were erected, uh, Memphis too. Mm-hmm. 1871, I think they had an exposition there. Did they? How far that city's fallen. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but then you have then you have a city underneath the city. The entire city of Chattanooga uh, built itself a second level. Yeah, and uh, the story goes there's actually a literal mud flood in this one. Wait a minute. I thought mud floods were just retard shit. I mean, they are. Oh, okay, okay. But just this check. one actually happened. Oh, really? Okay. This was, so this tell one me, actually happened. Tell me about this one. All right. So end of last century, Chattanooga sits, even today, on the Tennessee River. Right? right. And for the entirety of the city's history, they've had to deal with floods. It's just a normal thing when you live near a large river. 
Yeah, every few years the Tennessee River would flood over, and yeah, they would have yeah, to. Yeah, and they. Yeah. It's one of those things where you deal with it, and you think you, that it's being dealt with with levees and and um, what would be the word earth moving. I don't know, geomancy, Ge- Ter- <laughs> terraforming, terraforming. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Geomancing. Uh, but at the end of the last century, so somewhere around like the eighteen seventies, eighteen eighties. Civil. You mean civil engineering? But yeah, go ahead. Civil engineering, sure. Uh, probably done by the crappy TVA. Sure. Well, I mean, no, probably the same crew of people that did like the Erie Canal, right? Yeah, that's true. No, right. TVA wasn't until the New Deal. Ah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, this flood back at the end of the 19th century apparently threw up so much soil and sediment that it was actually hurting the foundations of these buildings. And there was actually a fear that the city would start sinking into the river. So now that hold on, because the mud that came from the flood was causing the foundations to sink. Right. They were afraid that the buildings would become unsafe, that they could start sinking either down or especially buildings along the river that they would just fall right in. Mm. Um, that's the prevailing theory here. Another one has to do with they wanted to escape like cholera and yellow fever by somehow burying the first layer of their entire city and then building a new city on top of it. That doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. Right. That's what the History Channel will give you. Yeah, really, it will. Like, completely telling you that they decided to abandon the whole first floor of everything and just build a second floor on top of everything. Um, and to this day, nobody knows really why. Like, there's, there's stories... And nobody knows how. Literally, there's no how. Right. The question at your schizo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I mean, they have this entire... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, because there's even a theory that uh, they did it to es- attempt to escape diseases like cholera and yellow fever. Like, somehow, getting the buildings out of the mud would keep people from getting sick. Well, I think the thought there is living conditions were so awful when all the mud and soil and everything had come through that they were thinking that dirty conditions would exacerbate the Mm. general unhealth of the population. Mm -hmm. I guess. I mean, germ theory. uh, Right. I mean, you're implying that these people knew about germ theory and stuff back then. Also that. That's really what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. And you got to remember, too, because these people were just settlers, they only had dirt roads. Right. But somehow they were able to build a second layer of brick and stone on top of the original layers of brick and stone. And now they have they have this entire underground city. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like um, I don't want to liken it to the catacombs in in Paris, but it's kind of like those entrances. You know how you see the first level, you see like half windows, mm-hmm. like you were saying, Johnny, and yeah. you see these weird just entrances, and they'll just go down deep in, and from there it looks more like Edinburgh. You know, yeah, Edinburgh I mean you can walk its- you can walk up any street, seventh, just pick a street, seventh street in East Chattanooga. Or and you're like walking along, and the brickwork along the sidewalk, you can see the tops of curved uh, arches, which were either doorways or windows or something. But they're underground. Yep. 
I was there with my family about a month and a half ago and I saw them. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with um, what's the uh, when you're crossing over from Kentucky to Ohio uh, by Portsmouth. Uh, Portsmouth, sure. Ohio, and I forgot the name of the, the town in Kentucky. But anyways, both of those sides, both sides of the river have these really old sections of town that are um, definitely like old world, you know, like, um, what is it? Uh, the Niagara Falls Dam up there, right? Mm-hmm. That whole thing. There's an old part that they destroyed. We, there's video of them destroying it. Like, where did it come from that they had something that was big enough to destroy to have to make a new one in that day and age, right? Right. And I've always wondered this because there, there is a healthy amount of change, civilizational change, right? Mm-hmm. Especially from what were once frontier areas to what are now becoming population centers. Sure. Um, you're going to knock down wooden buildings and you're going to build more permanent structures. That's fine. Right. But you're not going to permanent structures. Yeah. These were permanent structures like brick, brick and mortar, you know, and you're just going to blow all this crap up or somehow bury it again. Geomancy. Well, what with Niagara Falls, they actually blew it up. Like there's video of them blowing it up. They took dynamite to it and blew it the fuck up. Just like they did with, uh, was it the St. Louis World's Fair or the Chicago World's Fair? One of them they bl- one they burned down, one they blew up. Or was it Buffalo that they blew up? I don't remember. Chicago they burned down. Right. What if, remember when everybody was leaving, what a fitting end. Everybody was somber. What a fitting end. Just watching it burn. Such a fitting end to a artsy-fartsy thing that we've never seen before. Some men just want to see the World's Fairs burn. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. Um, but moving on. Uh, yeah, Chattanooga's got an entire Edinburgh-style level. So, like, a whole buried city, man. Like, and the, Yeah, and, there's, there's people who go, like, spelunking down there. Mm-hmm. Not literally, like, cave diving. But they'll, you know, they'll bring the, uh, the what do you call it? The uh, chain lock. Uh, what is it? I don't I know. I can't think tonight. Chain lock what? Uh, I don't know. Scissors that you would use for like cutting a cutting a chain. Oh, bolt oh. cutters. Yeah, bolt, bolt cutters. cutters. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was a 10 hours like class in front of a computer does. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll bring bolt cutters and, and they'll break in there and, you know, spend a couple hours roaming around and there's still so much under there. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I actually really enjoy those um, those uh, rediscovered lost sub- or urban stuff, like the videos, yeah, like urban exploring. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. urban exploring. Yeah, it's kind of sad that 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 stuff actually exists, but I get it. I know. Well, you know, born born too late to discover lost civilizations, born too early to what. <laughs> No, you're not born too late to discover lost civilizations because these people are doing it, right? That's true. That's yeah. true. They just don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. a lot of the time. I mean, I don't know if it's really uh, 12 monkeys quite yet, but we're getting there. You yeah, know, imagine just... how people after, you know, flood cataclysm felt. That was some serious 12 monkeys. <laughs> yeah. So Chattanooga was 
just built on a whole level of city just on top of the old one. We just forgot why. Everybody just forgot why they did it. Nobody knows why. They just forgot, you know, sort of. Well, There's a few reasons. Nobody knows either where they got all the dirt. Yeah. And the bricks. You know, I guess they must have had a brick factory that burned down. You know what I find funny? It's like, remember, remember the guy that kept sending us the stuff about bricks? Yeah. And he finally conceded that we were probably right about the one. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you would think that the brick factories would have stayed in business, right? You know, at least Bechtel is still in business, right? The one construction company that built all that shit. Oh, thank goodness. Yes, thank goodness they're still around. To manufacture, uh, to manufacture, to build things that manufacture patriotism, <laughs> right? Nuclear weapons manufacture patriotism, right? Bechtel's doing the the big job down there. They do all the nuclear facilities. Bechtel's doing the Bechtel is doing the nuclear facility in Georgia in Augusta, the big Vogel project. Um, I think they have four reactors. Uh, and then you have uh, the big cracker gas cracker plant in Pennsylvania. That's a Bechtel job. Uh, how do you spell that Vogdal? V-O-G-T-L-E or E-L. I don't know if it's E-L or L-E. I think Bechtel is E-L and Vogdal is L-E. <laughs> yeah, Vogdal is L-E. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fourth reactor at Georgia nuclear plant completes test phase. Yeah, there we go. Four reactors. Yep. Good yeah, and that's Bechtel. And then you got Bechtel doing the gas cracker plant. That's where they take uh, natural gas and crack all of the chemicals out of it um, and make things to make plastics and, quote, medicines and um, all kinds of other stuff. Oils to, you know, put in your food. Right, to cofferol. All your vitamin E comes from there, to cofferol. Yeah. Microplastics to put in your brain. Mm-hmm. Microplastics oh. to, to break the blood ba- brain barrier. Yeah. Yep. What do you think? Somebody would just go into your brain and shove microplastics in there? Yes. Absolutely. There's microplastics in your brain. You have to tear it out. Tear it out. Tear it out now. It. End no. of show. No, don't do that. <laughs> uh, don't do that. Don't do any of that. Leave your. We're gonna. We're gonna put some more stuff in your brain. Um. Uh, but it's not just. But it's not just Chattanooga. Like I said, all over Tennessee, there's all kinds of that old architecture. Um, on the way to Florida, we take the 26 through uh, uh, through Columbia, South Carolina. And on the way, there's this old, I don't know what it is, but it's brick and it's underground up to what would be like the second floor. But the stuff above ground is all missing. But you can definitely see the rest of it underground. You know, and it's just a really old um, something. There's a silo and the thing with the narrow um, on that. It's got like the narrow chimney, but it's but it's definitely underground. So and again, it's it's not just it's not just there in Chattanooga. Johnson City has that kind of stuff driving through Knoxville. There's all kinds of stuff in the, uh, you know, like buildings coming up out of the out of the hills. Right. Well, and there's tons of pyramids all over Tennessee too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about the one in Memphrica. Right. You know, when when they do come back and they're like, "Oh wow, they really worship the Bass Pro Shops." <laughs> Must have been a powerful pharaoh. <laughs> Very powerful pharaoh. <laughs> With his pit vipers on. And so much. I mean, I know that that Nashville is called the Athens of the South. Mm-hmm. 
But has anybody stopped to, to wonder why? Like, throw out the normy idea, right? Of the, you have the, Athens and Memphis, you know. Yeah, and throw throw out the normy idea of you know ne- the return of neoclassical architecture. Right? Is it really neoclassical, or is it just classical? Mm-hmm. It's just how everybody did it at the time because that's how it was done, and they were all done at the same time. We just lie about our part of the timeline. Right. Well, and it's very easy, especially in this day and age when we think we have so much access to, we have more access to more knowledge than ever before in human history. We think so. Right. You would, yeah. We're lulled into a false sense of security. Hmm. We absolutely don't have, yeah, a proper grasp because we are 100% at the mercy of um, taking the authority as the truth rather than the truth as the authority, you know? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's very deep. Most people, well, most people can't access actual, you know, documents, actual uh, historical b- books, you know, things that were, um, that are true. You know, the only thing they have now is the internet to look at stuff. You tell me the internet's not all true. Mm-mm. It's not, Jack. It's not. Oh, I want to tell you that. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Nope. <sighs> That Bigfoot erotica that you bought, it's not true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that that's even, I mean, not, not even like Rule 34. That's beyond Rule 34. Like, that's, that's a whole. Amazon. Yeah. That's on Amazon. Like, really? Like, bro, that's, that's illegal. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> that's illegal. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, but you're right, Johnny. We we take the authority as the truth instead of the truth as the authority. I like that. Um, but that can go for all these states that we've talked about so far and others that we haven't. Right, right, exactly. I mean, we, we haven't even hit some of these places like Colorado. Mm-hmm. Well, Colorado's got, what, like in a whole underground city there. They have so many, so mm-hmm. many things, and NORAD. Yeah, well, they have uh, Iron Mountain. That's the big one. They're NORAD, right. Iron Mountain. Yeah, it's just so weird. The it's just so weird the way people buy the official narrative, you know, about Chattanooga, and they're just out in the open about it. You know, we, you know, yeah, it happened. But we don't really know why. I mean, kind of, maybe because. Maybe be kind of because there was floods, maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Well, again, I brought up the point earlier, but today they don't even know where these people got all the dirt from. Well, from uphill. They said, you know, it was easy to get the dirt to come from uphill to go downhill. So, okay. So, what's where to come from up there? Well, okay. Even taking it from up there, this had to have been a massive, massive undertaking. Mm -hmm. Huge. Mm -hmm. And we're talking the, so the city at the time had, I think it was 12,000 people when there was the quote, yellow fever outbreak. Only right. killed 140. Right, right. Um, okay, 12,000 people cut that number down by what? A little over half? More than half? Sure. Or men, you got a few thousand men, probably half able bodied. So be generous, 35 to 4,000 men. 
and you're still pulling you're pulling all this dirt to cover up a city of 12,000 people and there's no dude and there's what you're saying it. is that like people were doing it themselves like i would like raise the the dirt on my property raise my house up and like my neighbor would be like oh my god i have to keep up with the joneses <laughs> so instead of lawn wars it's dirt dirt mm-hmm. wars the lot 100 feet to the east was not helping either. The developer there placed to fill, so the lot stood three feet taller than the ground of Loveman's building. This cut off the drainage. In other words, people were filling up Chattanooga a little at a time. Those who did not do so were left with damp ground. So everybody was filling it in. Everybody was filling in their dirt up to, you know, three feet up higher. D- deeper. What? Doesn't make any sense. Just... Everybody in Chattanooga, I guess they just decided, hey, everybody, we're all just uh, going to, we're, we're all chipping in on this. Where'd they get all the trucks for the dirt? Where'd they get all the dirt? Uh, horse and buggy. Right. Oxen. It's just, ins- it's insultingly bullshit. Oxen cart. Yeah, I know, right? But no, Jack, we're insulting white ingenuity. White achievement. Bootstraps. Yes. Out of the mud. Listen here, guy. And took some more mud. Bootstraps. On top of that mud. The bootstraps came out of the mud and somehow buried the city and saved the city at the same time. I mean, what's more believable is that the properties all went to the gym and got three feet taller. (laughs) I believe that. Started juicing. Right. all All of Chattanooga started doing steroids. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was actually in the mud. Mm-hmm. The microplastics in the mud made the buildings grow. Yes. Steroids come from Chattanooga. Source, I made it up. Right. This is ridiculous. Yeah, no, I mean, there was definitely a flood of mud of sorts, and the city built was built on top of the ruins or... or, or something. I mean, I don't know. But Anything there's other definitely than what but, they're telling us. But there's definitely a city down there. Yeah, and what they're telling us is not is not true. Yeah. Edinburgh, uh, Scotland is the same way. Seattle yeah. has the same thing going on. I yeah, mean Seattle Seattle, I think, had a similar situation. May it may have been an earthquake or, or supposed earthquake. Um but then remember, Johnny, we had talked about that too. It was uh Seattle they raised Something like 120 skyscrapers in 18 months. Yeah. Something that can't be done and couldn't be done then. There's no way. I mean, can't be done now. I wonder if ChatGPT could give could give me the answer to that math problem. Ooh. Since it can give answers to other ones. Hmm. You have to ask it and find out. Ask ChatGPT about that. It's already sensed me talking about Tartaria. <laughs> type that in i want to see what it says about tartaria that's funny um is there any more spoop about tennessee that we want to get into tonight um other than the typical this place is haunted this place is haunted you have civil war battlefields all over the place Mm -hmm. there's a you know oh yeah there's a lot of that going on yeah a a lot of spooky history all across the state we need to do a spooky uh Civil War, and that it wasn't a civil war; it was a Tartarian thing. Remember that it was like because of all the the similarities and all the uniforms and the 
the czar that looked like the German guy that looked like the British guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they were all so, just children of Queen Victoria. I mean, probably. Anyway. Well, and you have the, the um, alliance of, you know, Napoleon III and uh, whoever the Russian czar was, uh, Alexander I, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, against Tartary. Right, right. So, yeah, they took Moscow. Regardless of what the history is, it's a lie. You know, right. regardless of what the actual reality is, you know, uh, there is evidence that Napoleon and whatever that czar was work together because there's a coin of sorts. Anyhow, um, we're going to get out of here. Uh, by the time this is released, it'll probably be almost time for the Nationalist Inquirer, so you'll have to tune in for that too. There may or may not be a creepypasta, but hang out and find out. We're going to get out of here and we'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. <laughs>